Dairy. Welcome to Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey everyone, I'm Kate again. Um, Usually Caitlin is with me, but we had some technical difficulties filming this episode which was already hard enough to watch as it is. Um, So instead of my best friend in the whole wide world, we have another very special person to me joining us as a special guest co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Liz and I'm Kate's wife. Hi Liz. Hello. How you doing? Fabulous. Great. Very excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Called in at the last minute. So clutch. Yeah. Um, Why don't you tell our listeners a little about your relationship with the show? Well, I was introduced to How I Met Your Mother through my wife, Kate. So you haven't seen it very much. I've seen it one time all the way through. That's it. I feel like a noob. (laughs) You are a noob, but that's okay. (laughs) It's a completely different point of view, so it's awesome. Uh, So yeah, let's, let's get into it. I have to say it's very difficult for me to watch this show one at a time. One episode at a time. That's definitely new. So that's been a little bit rough. Um, But thank you to everybody who has found us on Twitter and Facebook and on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's pretty amazing. Last time I checked, our first episode had over 50 listens on SoundCloud. And we have over 50 followers on Twitter, so it's a good start. It's a nice little start, right? We've gotten a couple emails from people. People are talking to us on Twitter, so it's it's great. Keep it coming. Yeah, and, you know, send us any ideas you have or suggestions on email or Twitter, and we'd love to hear from you. And in that spirit, we're actually going to start a new thing just for our listeners, where you send us a voice recording telling us your legendary moment from your favorite episode, and we will put it on the show. Sounds great. Right? Yeah. So find us on Twitter or send us an email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your favorite episode and send us what your legendary moment is. But for now, let's talk about the Purple Giraffe. The Purple Giraffe. Oy vey. Uh, Okay, so it originally aired on September 26th, 2005. It was created and written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, as usual, and also directed, as usual, by Pamela Fryman. And just a disclaimer on this, it was not an easy episode to watch for me. I don't know how you felt about it. I thought it was great. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like the gang's back together because I'm now watching it. For the second time. Oh, that's you know? cute. See, she has a nice, fresh perspective. <laughs> I'm just like, Dad, you're such a stalker. <laughs> that's all I can think about. Um, all right, so the first scene is Ted in 2030, Father Ted, a.k.a. Bob Saget. Just recapping the pilot, in case you missed it, and talking to his kids about how he met Robin and ruined everything, and the children are thoroughly embarrassed <laughs> that their dad messed up so so soundly on a first date with their Aunt Robin, though. That's a little bit weird. And then we're back at the bar in the year 2005, and Ted is saying how he's definitely not going to call Robin. He screwed everything up, and he's never going to talk to her again. Turns a corner, goes to the table, and there's Robin. Voila. 
Voila. Sitting right there, hanging out. Yep, talking to Lily. Yeah. So it was cute to see them together, hanging out without the boys. Yeah. And I have to say, I love Lily's hair in this season. Yeah. Her hair looks incredible. Yeah, we said that last episode, yeah. that it's it's like a great cut for her. Yeah, for sure. Oh, she looked great. And the natural red. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we said last time that the hair is like a roller coaster. Like Lily's hair is a roller coaster, and this is a, this is definitely a, an up an up point for her. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep, she looked great. Oh, she looks so cute. <sighs> so there's still clearly a spark between Ted and Robin. Um, there's something there, and so Ted's not wrong for acting... Like, he wants to be with her, but, you know, the future Ted Mosby stuff, future Mrs. Ted Mosby stuff is a little, a little premature, Teddy boy. And we find out that Lily has some inside information. Yes, of course, you know, as any good wing woman would. <laughs> and I was thinking as I was watching it, you know, oh, poor Lily in college, she must have to do this all the time for Ted. You know, it's like, so this true. is just another one, another one that she's got to to interrogate to get to the bottom of how they feel about Ted. So. That's so true because she's the only girl. Yeah. So she's probably been the one, you know, either in the bathroom with the girl. Always. always. Yep. Oh, she that's... always has to do all the dirty work. So get true. Get the inside scoop. And she does it well. I was going to say, let's not act like she hates it. <laughs> no, of course not. She loves a secret even though she can't keep them <laughs> to save her life. So Lily tells Ted immediately that... Robin has feelings for him, but she's interested in something casual. So casual. And yes. Ted's convinced that he can be casual. Yeah, he knows exactly what that means, of course. <sighs> At this point, if you're watching it for the first time, you've seen t- about 23 minutes of Ted. You know, the first episode plus the first minute of this one. And I feel like you already know that this man is incapable of being casual. <laughs> I mean, look at the stuff he comes up with alone for being casual. I need to find out her work schedule and show up somewhere. And then I have to throw a party and invite her. Yeah, just set up a whole facade specifically for her. So casual. Super duper yeah, casual. Shocking, casual. Yeah. Kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. But but hey. It's freaking Ted. And he feels like it's the girl of his dream. So he thinks he can do all this stuff and it's it's cool. But in 2017... Not that cool. <laughs> no, not at all. I feel like in 2005, I thought this was really romantic and that he was just, like, going after the girl of his dreams. Yeah, but... hard on the sleeve. Now it's a little creepy. Uh, it's a little yeah. creepy, knowing all we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pretty sure he can play the game, but no one else really believes him. And then we're back at the apartment, and Marshall's working on his paper, but he's being distracted by his new fiance. It's a tough spot for him to be in, you know? <laughs> His gorgeous fiancé wanting to hang out. Bang out all <laughs> bang the time. Out. <laughs> yeah. Not wanting to wear any clothes. And, and who wouldn't want to bang instead of write a law paper? So it's an easy, an easy choice. That's true. Yeah, he's kind of pulled, like, have sex, throw a party, do a 25-page law paper. On, like, the most boring-sounding shit. Yeah. It was, like, contract and tort restitution. Thrilling. Thrilling stuff. See, you know, when I think, have a party, bang, the number three thing is not write a law paper. It's, law paper is like 50. Yeah. So he's doing pretty good putting that at number three. Yeah. 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 That's true. So you pay, so they're having this like, kind of like a, a foreplay moment where they're talking about stuff and she's saying she doesn't want to wear a shirt and she's not wearing underwear 
and you think they're alone, and then it zooms out, and fucking Ted's sitting on the couch. Mr. Third Wheel's <laughs> sitting on the couch. Guys. Just <laughs> perpetually on the top bunk for this couple. Oh, always. Oy vey. So, yeah. But we find out Ted's not just sitting on the couch for no reason. He's sitting there, watching the news, waiting to see Robin. And he sees her. And he sees that she's doing an on, like an out in the field reporting at a convenience store or bodega in town. And he decides to run there and casually run into her. Yeah, casually sprint out the door (laughs) down the street. How many blocks in New York did he have to run to get there? Oh my God. So casual. Yeah, if someone can map that out from wherever their apartment is. I don't know if we ever find out exactly where it is. I think it's on the corner of Amsterdam. Um... To 75th and Columbus, I think it was, where they ran. Let us know how many blocks Ted ran. Yeah, send it in. We want to know. And uh, to casually show up at, at Robin's place of work. Like you do. That's pretty normal. So he gets there. And uh, first of all, this is officially the season of the blazer. Everyone is wearing a blazer. Oh my god. This is the first blazer of Robin's in the episode. The first of Ted's, I don't know if he has several brown corduroy blazers, but they will just not die. It's bad. And there's no reason to have several brown corduroy blazers. So 2005 was a different animal. Oh my god. And to be sprinting through New York in a corduroy blazer, I'm sure he smelled amazing when he got there. So yeah, he gets there, talks to Robin, she still hates her job. The kid blows up his spot, saying he's all sweaty, which I love. Yeah, he's, trying to, he's trying to be all cool, and the kid's like, you're all sweaty! Mr. Casual. <sighs> Just sweating. God. So he starts picking up overpriced bean dip, because he's having a party, and it's totally casual. And first he says it's next Friday, but then Robin says she can't go. So then he's like, oh, I mean, it's tonight. Just so flexible <sighs> in time. It's so great. Yeah. Something Caitlin and I talked about, because we <gasps> already filmed this episode, is or taped this episode, is like, at what point did Robin figure out what he was doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, how oblivious is she to him showing up at her work randomly at a convenience store that is not his neighborhood convenience store, um, throwing a party and then changing it last minute? Like, at what point is she like, this idiot just wants to hang out with me? She, I mean, she doesn't seem stupid. No, not at all. And I think that... Um... I think that she does a pretty good job of giving him the benefit of the doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, but she's such a realist. You, I mean, even in this episode, you can see she's such a realist and, and Ted's such an optimist. Yeah. And so whatever that means. Yeah. Like an idealist and it doesn't, and it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really track that she wouldn't know exactly what he was doing. So maybe she's just playing along and letting him squirm. I don't know. Yeah. But also when you're, even when you are interested in somebody new, sometimes you give people the benefit of the doubt a little bit more than you normally would. Oh, yes, that's true. You know? Yeah. So I think that that has that, that plays a part in it, too, for sure. Yeah. And, of course, there's something there. Like, it's not like she doesn't like him. Right. There's a lot of chemistry there, and I'll talk about that a little more later. But, all right, so then he calls Ted, um, poo, he calls Marshall and Lily and tells them to put clothes on because he knows they're banging. Yeah. And that they're having a party in two hours, and magically, a full party is planned in two hours, and the entire apartment is full of people that we've never seen before. The magic of New York City, you know? Yeah, man. You can just get 100 people in your apartment in two hours. Just open your flip phone. Yeah. 
just dial everyone in your contacts. It's great. Um, yeah, so we see the party. Marshall call, calls Ted Gatsby, which I love because it's exactly what the great Gatsby does is he just, you know, creates these massive parties and hopes that um, Daisy will show up. So I loved that little literary illusion that they had. Very clever. I appreciate that. Um, and, of course, Ted has very clear ideas in his very rich imagination about how this party is going to go. Yes. We get the dream sequence of Robin walking in and in her pretty formal red dress to this casual party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Ted. You know, and he's I, sitting He's sitting there at his drafting table being cool. Just so cool. And, again, it just goes back to his, you know, being him being an idealist, you know, just... It's going to go perfectly. I know exactly how it's going to go. I'm going to be so casual I ignore her, basically. Which is not a thing. I feel like that's not a thing. No. I feel like some people think it's a thing, but it's never really a thing. Yeah, guys, girls know exactly what you're doing when you do that, and it's just mean. Yeah. Like, to me, that felt mean. Like, he invites Robin personally and then says two words to her and then turns back to some random girl he's really never met. Right, just very dismissive. Which yeah, is... so he thinks that's being casual. Obviously, Ted has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he doesn't know how to be casual. He's basically trying to be Barney this whole episode, and it's not going well. Even though Barney doesn't think it, the dream should go the way he's saying. He thinks he should just bang the decoy girl. Yeah, take what you can get. Take what you can get. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Barney's like, screw this. I'm introducing you to a random girl. Because statistics show... And Barney loves to make up a fake statistic. This is the first fake statistic we see on How I Met Your Mother. Um, The first of many. And he says, at every party in New York, there's one girl who knows no one you know and you'll never see again. So he puts on his periscope, like a dork, as Lily says, and finds the girl, magically. Looking kind of lost and, and disoriented, talking to no one. Yeah. Yeah, Barney really, really gets... Gets into his character, right? He's just very oh Barney God. in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, just full throttle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, is it the first time we see him really pick up a girl and never talk to her again? I'm trying to think if there's one in the, in the pilot. I don't think so. And he's trying with the Lebanese girls, but you don't really ever see him close the deal. Barney plays How Have You Met Ted again with the, with the blonde girl whose name we... Don't ever learn except for works with Carlos Girl. Yeah, works with Carlos Girl. <laughs> is how they refer yeah. to her, which is really adorable. And I'm joking when I say that. So uh, Ted rejects works with Carlos Girl. Barney decides to hit on her and takes her directly up to the roof, which Ted has been reserving for Robin. And this magical moment they're going to have. And Barney's like, she's not showing up. I can go on the roof. So we have Robin the realist, Ted the idealist. And Barney, the opportunist. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Everybody's getting into their, that's into good. their role. <laughs> Very good observation. Um, yeah, that's who we see. Because, I mean, Barney's, yeah, Barney's a realist, but he's also kind of like a, he's like a pessimistic opportunist. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So take him what he can get. Yeah. Yeah, so Ted holds out for Robin. She doesn't show up. Just believes into the last moment that she's going to come. Doesn't. Doesn't doesn't show up. However, she calls first thing the next morning. Back in 2005 when people called each other on the phone. <laughs> right, to right. see how your night went. Right. Yeah. Usually it would be just like, sorry, by text. But So she actually calls him. 
Which I think is a good sign. Yeah, I think it shows interest for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people go off parties and just don't follow up. Right. So, yeah, she's definitely, there's something there. And Ted tries to be casual, and for some reason he thinks casual means I'm having sex with all these other girls. Yeah, just throw out random girls' names. And oh. Act like he doesn't know who's who. Just rude. Like, she's in your contacts, bro. Like, and Robin must know that. Even in 05, she was in your contacts, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's Robin. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, we find out the kid got out of the crane machine because he, and he got to keep all the toys. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he peed all them. over them. Yeah, he marked them. <laughs> he marked them good. Um, and she wishes that the party was happening tonight, a.k.a. Saturday night. And Ted caves and says, oh, yeah, two-day party. Lucky for Marshall. Lucky for Marshall. It's a two-day party and no time to get his law paper done. No law paper on Saturday. More partying. But he's going to get French onion dip, so he's he's okay with it. And he gets to bang Lily again. Yeah. Which is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so Marshall takes, Marshall takes Lily to their lair. He's like strips off his robe in the doorway, which is like one of my favorite parts. And then we're back at party number two, the Saturday night party. And we find out that Barney had a great night the night before, thanks to the roof. And he met, you know, he took the girl up there. They went back to his place. They hooked up. And he'll never see her again. Except that she's right there at the party. Carlos still wants to party, so he invited. Works with Carlos Girl yeah. back. Yeah, Carlos and Works with Carlos Girl are back. And we don't know who Carlos is yet, though. Oh, and the girl acts like they've been together forever, which is... Middle of a relationship yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. 24 hours, that, that is solid. She calls Barney <laughs> sweetie, and you can almost feel his testicles just go up into his body. <laughs> He's yeah. like, sweetie, really? Yeah, yeah. Starting to sweat. Yeah, starting, starting to sweat. sweat. early for that, for that Saturday <laughs> night party. Yep. Um, you know, Ted's still being weird about the roof, trying to keep Marshall and Lily off the roof. I love Lily's green dress in this scene, by the way. I don't know if it you noticed great. it. No, I did. It was, oh, it was gorgeous. Like the green satin. Yep. Her clothes this season are really, really good. I mean, she always, she's like the most fashionable one, but oh, that dress and her hair together. So amazing. I did, I did notice Robin also wore a lot of green in this episode. Yeah. I feel like this, almost, maybe there's a thread there. I don't know. Ooh, Maybe. And in the, in the pilot, they uh, she and Ted both wore green when they met each other. Mm. So it's like they, mm. there is some signaling happening with the costuming. Mm. So it's possible. They it's do become closer. It's a good choice. Robin and Robin and uh, Lily become better friends. Yes. Yeah. And I think the whoever the costume designer was, I'll have to look it up. I think she just loved earth tones and blazers because <laughs> yeah. the first season is browns, greens, and um, both of those incorporated into blazers. And so there's a lot of silk and satin, too. So Yeah, yeah. A lot of different textiles. It kind of mellows out in later seasons, but it's a fun time. Um, so, yeah, Barney finds a way out of his long-term 24-hour relationship by basically Mosby-ing the girl. It was great. It was such a great moment. It made me laugh. So perfect. <laughs> he said, I think I'm in love with you. And like a normal girl would, she panicked and dumped him and walked away. Immediately. Immediately. And so Barney was grateful to have that under his belt as a new tool to use. Yeah. Though he should be really careful with that. He's a quick learner. Yep. So, again, Ted's holding out for Robin. She'll show up. She's coming tonight. Saturday night. She'll definitely come. Guess what? She's going to come hang out. Doesn't show up. 
doesn't show up. So it's the next morning again, and again, she calls. Again, he acts like he doesn't know who it is. And now it's two girls' names that he's confusing her for. And Marshall also gives him credit for this, It's right? so stupid. Come on. It's Come on. so stupid. Like, this was just so clearly written without any women in the room. There was no women in the room None. for that. No. And, you know, no. whatever. <laughs> but just know, dudes, we know exactly what you're doing when that happens. Um, Ted is still, be, yeah, so Ted's still being a casual idiot. It's what I, what I wrote down. And that Robin must have, no, must have figured it out at this point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, come on. Um, but and, again, yeah. she, she's wanted, she wanted to see him, so she called again. Yeah. Did the whole, they both did the, the whole song and dance again. Yeah, and, you know, we're learning a little more about how demanding Robin's job is mm-hmm. and, oh, just how unavailable she is. I mean, we kind of got that set up. The first episode, and now we're really seeing how it affects her personal life, her social life, and yeah. how lonely it probably is for her. Mm-hmm. In Which, a new city. Yeah. Demanding job. Yeah. He talks to Robin for a little bit, and she says, I wish your party had continued till tonight. And Ted cannot say no to this woman. Decides it's a Sunday night party trifecta. Seems like the perfect opportunity for a three-day party. <sighs> A couple things. I know you have something to say about the three-day party idea. At any point after the first party she missed, it would have been casual to just say, oh, I'm sorry you missed it. You want to come get a drink? Yeah. Casual. Yeah. Casual. You don't have to throw another party to get her there. At that point, you know she wanted to go. She's called you in the morning. You can just say, oh, that sucks. You didn't get to come out. But hey, we're but the small group of us are hanging out tonight if you'd like right. to come. Casual Normal. meaning there will be other people there. Yeah. But we're just going to be at the bar in a booth yeah. or whatever, right? You know, and, and when I hear somebody say, oh, it's a three-day party, I think, I, I definitely don't want to hang out with this person. <laughs> yeah. It's too much for me. If this happens you know? one time, I don't, that's not the kind of person. Right. I don't like, want to be with someone that does three-day parties. I'm like, how often is this happening? Is it, is, is it always a three-day party weekend? Like, what's the Ugh. deal here? Who are these people that he hangs out like, with? Are you guys tired? Are you alcoholics? I mean, even in your late 20s, you guys got to be a little bit tired on Sunday night mm. for a party. Goddamn. But hey, Ted thinks of none of that. Yeah. He's, his sole focus is getting Robin in the room. Yeah. And Marshall's pissed again. The party is dead. There's like... Ten dudes. It was like a very heavy sausage fest. Sausage fest. Sunday night parties. Go figure. Yeah. (laughs) Just dudes just hoping for the best in the last hours of the weekend. You never know. (laughs) Squeeze every drop out of the weekend. And I wrote down, the corduroy blazer will not die. Never. It's back again. Um, And again, we see works with Carlos Girl. And this scene is so perfect. How she plays it like... They were in this long relationship and then haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. You look well. And, like, they share friends. Oh, isn't it weird they invited <laughs> both, both of us? <laughs> Who? Who invited you? I just oh, love that. Awesome. Oh, God. I that love it. That was funny. Yeah, I think Barney really, really shown here. Yeah, absolutely. This was absolutely. definitely a big Barney episode. Yep. Because that whole, like, play within a play was just so yep. great between the two of them. They did yep. such a great job. Um, so Marshall snaps because between Lily and Ted, he's had no time to get anything done. So now he's down to the wire trying to write this paper. Lily still is trying to interrupt him and someone is using his big giant book as a coaster. As a coaster. 
And it's the first time we see Marshall put his gigantic foot in his mouth. It was quite the moment. Hooey! Just says, you've thrown three parties for this girl you just met, and she's not here. Where is she, Ted? And he turns around, and Robin's right in the kitchen. Standing right next to Lily. <sighs> and that was, that was hard to misinterpret. So if Robin is still not getting it at this point, she's fucking gullible. Yeah, no, she totally has it. Yeah, but... I think she does. But even then, Ted tries to, like, suck up his pride or whatever it is he's doing, and instead of admitting it then, he throws Carlos at her. All of a sudden, Carlos appears. There's Carlos, the magical Carlos. Yeah. And so he throws Carlos at her and says, oh, I've been throwing these parties because I wanted to introduce you to this guy. Such a lame move. So transparent. So, so transparent. Right through that. But we see Carlos, who is the epitome of an actual casual guy. Right? He's <laughs> yeah. just like, hey, man. Yeah. His name is John Bernthal, and he was in The Walking Dead. I don't hmm. know if you watched that. But when I watched The Walking Dead for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, it's Carlos. <laughs> Most people probably have the opposite, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's the guy from The Walking Dead. I'm yeah. like, it's that guy from that one episode of How I Met Your Mother. That's basically <laughs> how I know everybody in in Hollywood. That is true. That is true. Because they've had lots of people. So it cuts to black. We know Robin and Carlos are, are talking now. And Lily sits Ted down and gives him the hard truths. And I love when she does this. This is the first time we've seen her really, like, give it to Ted. And she ta- she tells him, you know, Robin doesn't want something serious. And you are incapable of doing something not serious. Um. So she's just basically like, you have to let her go. Just let her do what she wants to do. And we see Carlos taking Robin up to the roof. Betrayal. Betrayal from Somebody Carlos. Somebody else on the roof. Yep. Um, but, you know, Ted tries to sit there and play the game. And then we get this music swelling and this sort of montage of him meeting Robin and the little moments with Robin spliced together with the kid crawling, crawling into the crane machine and we know that he's going to go after her. Because just like the little kid, he couldn't follow the rules couldn't and play resist. the game. Couldn't, couldn't resist the temptation. Yep. Got sick of losing it in the crane and went in after Knew her. Knew what he wanted and he had to go get it. <sighs> because women are toys in a crane machine. 2017 is, is ruining my commentary of the show. <laughs> because it's just like, whew, this one was tough. This one was tough to watch because, I mean, Ted just acts like... Like, like he doesn't know the meaning of no. Like, Robin has been very clear with him, through Lily at least. That, very that, honest. Very, yeah, very honest. honest that she's very busy and she can only do something casual. So, Ted goes up the crane machine, up to the roof, and asks Carlos to leave him alone. He gives the classic casual guy line. Yeah, casual Carlos. Hey, man. No sweat, hombre. So fucking cash. I love it so much. <laughs> You know, and everything Ted wants to be saunters off into the sunset, yeah, and he's left like up there that. for an extremely awkward moment. <sighs> so Ted confesses to Robin, duh, that all these parties have been for her. And hard to avoid that confession when it was already spelled out by yeah. Marshall. <laughs> yeah, I gotta own it. God, and you gotta own it. I mean, she must know, even though she still is playing coy, like, I'm here now. Um, but. She's fighting bad feelings for him, and that's very obvious, and it's especially obvious um, when they kiss. 
They have a very passionate kiss, and they pull back. And Ted thought that he could turn off his feelings for her, but he can't, and they both wish he could have. Because there's clearly chemistry there. Plenty of chemistry. Plenty of chemistry, but what isn't there? Compatibility. That's right. It's tough. That's right. Lots of compatibility, not lots of chemistry, and at this point, zero compatibility. They both want extremely different things. And um, I'm going to save you youngsters a little trouble in your life. (laughs) You got to have both. You got to have both. It doesn't work with one. Yeah, you if you have have chemistry and no compatibility, you're going to be driving yourself crazy like Ted, chasing the wrong people. And if you have compatibility and no chemistry, you're going to die of boredom. I mean, yeah. You're just basically going to be friends. We're roommates living together. You got to have both. We have both. We do. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) That's great. All right, enough of that. Enough being gay for this podcast. Um, oh, but, you know, in that in that scene leading up to the kiss, she's telling him, you're looking at the wrong girl. I can't do anything like this. I don't want to get married. Um, I don't know if I want to have kids. Like, she's telling him everything. She's being very honest. Very, It's a plain <laughs> truth. It's not hidden in her words. She says it straight up. Yep. And she says, I either have to marry you or break your heart, and I couldn't do either of those things. Just heartbreaking. Sad. And they have a kiss, and then they have this awkward moment where they both realize they're both in deep shit, basically. Yeah. Because they both like each other, and, you know, Robin probably wants to pursue it as far as she'd like to go, but she knows if she does that, Ted will keep falling in love with her. And Ted just wants to fall in love with her and knows that he can't. Yep. So they're in a very tough spot. Right, he wants the kids with soccer practice yeah. and all that yeah. stuff, which she says. Yeah. But well, he says he's not going to force sports on her unless they want to. Yeah. Very, very cute. His whole family just already exists in his mind. It's crazy. Yeah. Poor Ted. Poor Ted. Um, and uh, underneath all of this, in addition to liking Ted romantically, she also likes him as a person and likes his friend group and is lonely in the city and wants to have friends. And that part was really sad. Yeah. When um, she's saying, I really do want to be friends. I, you know, I've just moved here in April and, you know, I haven't met a lot of nice people, like a a lot of cool people. And, you know, it would be, it would be great to really genuinely be friends with you. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't say it, but, and all of your other friends, because of course she and Lily clicked right away. Yeah, absolutely. And it is tough moving to a new (sighs) city and, and making friends. So, and they're, you know. They're a good time. She knows that even from the few interactions yeah. she's had with them and stuff. Yeah. Like she was hanging out with Lily in the kitchen. I'm sure they were just gabbing about mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Ted kind of kind of blows her off a little bit and says, yeah, maybe in a few months when things aren't so fresh, we can get a beer. And she just looks so disappointed. Poor Robin. She's just like, well, I'm just going to be alone in this city. But... Ted can't let her walk away. Mr. Good Guy. Can't let her walk away. Mr. Good Guy reels her in. Yeah, and that is Ted at his best. You know, this whole episode, he's been trying to be Barney, basically. Trying to be someone he's not. And then, at at the last moment, you know, he just pulls out who he really is, and you can see that he's a good guy. You know, he's not just... Someone who falls for everybody and is a total idiot. Like, he can see that Robin's hurting, and he, and he already genuinely cares about her and clearly would do anything for her, as a, as a friend as well as anything else that might happen. So, yeah. that was great. That was such a nice moment. And that's, like, oh, it's the first time I've really connected with Ted in the first two episodes, I realized. Like, 
I've sort of been rolling my eyes at him a lot. Yeah, right. Because he's just so earnest about everything. Yeah. Like, in the later episodes and seasons, he kind of gets to loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And here he's just like, oh, the hopelessness and the hopeless romantic yeah. is just out of control. Yeah, but it was a very genuine moment. It was, it was so nice. great. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want Robin to be alone. Yeah. So sweet. So then we cut to the bar and they're all together. The, yeah. They've reached their optimal form. Um, and back at the bar, Carlos and Works With Carlos Girl have gotten together. <laughs> and Barney is so jealous. <laughs> and he says, what does Carlos have that I don't have? And Robin, brand new person in the group, swoops right in with a sick burn. A date tonight. Zinger! Zinger! Yeah. Um, so, and in that little moment, we see that Barney's not a robot either. Yeah. You know? And maybe it's but, more like, I wasn't done playing with that yet. Right? Yeah, very but, concerned that they work together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so concerned about workplace yeah, ethics right. and, and propriety all yeah. of a sudden. That's a recipe for disaster. They work together. <laughs> God, Barney gets such good lines. Robin decides she's going to help Ted find a great girl yeah. because they can't be together. It's impossible. Yeah. And ends it with, have you met Ted? Yeah. And introduces her, him to a girl in a brown oh. blazer. Oh my God. <laughs> the blazers. <laughs> Jeez Louise, I'm so glad those are done, and I hope they never come back. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, the final scene is just Robin fitting in perfectly with all of his friends, and Ted talking to a new girl, and who knows who that could be, you know? So, that was the episode. That's and true. I have to say, so, Caitlin and I taped this uh, the other night, and then it turned out that most of Caitlin's recording was... Silence. So I'm actually kind of glad I had the chance to film this or tape this again because I feel a little more optimistic about it. Nice. And it might be because you're in a little bit of a noob, so you have like a, a shinier point of view yeah. on it. That's probably true. And just like a different perspective, which is really sweet. Um, but I saw a little more of the good in, in Ted. I mean, especially at the end. But so this was... A slightly more positive reading of this episode than you guys would have gotten two nights ago because Caitlin and I were both like, fuck Ted, he's a stalker, this sucks, I hate this episode. Um, So we both felt bad about it afterwards. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, well, we came in a little hot for episode two. Yeah. Um, So this was nice to have you. Yeah, I'm glad glad to be here. I had a great time. Any, Any overall thoughts for the episode? Um, I just keep seeing blazers everywhere when I close my eyes. There's just blazers, blazers, blazers. Blazers in my nightmares. Yeah, you know, like oh Robin's white blazer with the studded edge. Oh my god. What are we god. doing here, guys? But Why do we all need to cover to... our arms like yeah. twice yeah. indoors? Yeah. What was that about? Yeah, it's easy to say 12 years later, right? Oh my god. <laughs> 12 years. So, but I did like, I did like when, um... Barney pulled the Mosby and said that he was in love with uh, Carlos's friend. Would that be your legendary moment? Yeah, for sure. That's an excellent yeah. legendary moment. And it's no secret, I mean, and I think it's telling that both of our legendary moments are around Barney. <laughs> because it was just such a, it was such a good episode for Barney. We got a lot of info about him. Yeah. So my legendary moment was that entire play within a play of him with Works with Carlos Girl. Because it was just 
the whole time he is trying to get out of a Ted Mosby situation, yeah. a commitment, yeah. right? And the whole episode, Ted's trying to be more like Barney. So it's like they were both, they like body swapped yeah. and were in absolute hell yeah. the whole episode. And I just loved the way they like condensed the timeline. Well, the, the actress playing works with Carlos Girl like played that so well. She did. She did a great job. Just acting like every day that passed was like five years of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It was so excellent. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so, I mean, overall it was a little tough to watch, but we did get a nice lesson in the difference between chemistry and compatibility. Absolutely. And now we finally have the whole game together. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Oh, and my other favorite moment was Marshall whipping off his robe. Yeah. And just revealing his beautiful, doughy little body. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. That was fast. That was good. That was good. I feel like there was less to unpack in this one than the than the pilot. Um, so thanks for being here. Hey, I'm happy to be here anytime. Yeah, I'm sure Liz will be, will be back um, either to step in for Caitlin or with both of us. Kind of a, I don't want to say we'd have a three-way. That sounds weird. Sounds weird. But, yeah. I mean. Triple co-host situation will surely happen in the future um because she kind of is forced to watch the episodes with me (laughs) so i'm sure she has strong opinions she'll she'll pop in absolutely so yeah that's gonna do it for us thanks for listening and remember we post new recaps every wednesday on soundcloud and itunes so be sure to subscribe there and if you want to send us your legendary moment from your favorite episode you can email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com Or find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeyBeautifulPod. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your co-hosts Kate Gorton and Liz Vogel. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.